What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. I'm uh, on my nightly walk, and it is beautiful, aside from, like, this uh, these crazy blaring sirens. I don't know what's going on out there. Uh, but anyway, like, incredible night out. Like, it's just, uh, it's got a breeze, and there's a breeze going on, and there's also a uh, uh, cool uh, that you can feel, which we've experienced probably for the last week or two and i don't know about you all out there but like i personally am a little bit of a weather junkie and i always have my heart broken around this time of year just as we're uh kind of coasting out of summer into fall and then there's like there's false fall and then there's second summer uh, basically is what happens uh and then we go into real fall but um but anyway, so wherever summer winds to an end, I I watch the the temperature like a hawk, uh, like the forecast. And so, invariably, what always happens is this: uh, I will see a ten day forecast, and it says instead of being like you know highs in the upper nineties, it's like highs in the upper eighties. I get like real excited for some reason. I don't know why I even get excited because uh, to be honest with you, I'm always inside anyways, like with air conditioning. So and that's what uh, Holly always asks me. Why do you care so much? And it's like, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so I look at the 10 day uh, forecast and instead of saying uh, upper 90s, I'll say upper 80s. And I get really excited about that. And then uh, when those days get there, uh, it's like they pulled the rug out from under me. They pulled the football away like Lucy uh, did from Charlie Brown. And the forecast is again mid-90s. Like every single year. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I don't know why that happens. But uh, in any event, uh, we, like I'm literally living in uh, real nice weather right now. now. Granted, it is nighttime. But uh, either way, it still gives me a good feeling that like we are coming into fall you know like this is almost i think we might have maybe another week or two of second summer here possibly i don't know um but i love this time of year like which is kind of funny because uh you know baseball is winding down but then again it's like the most exciting time of the baseball season but then we get into the cold harsh winter without baseball and then you have like people i don't know like Again, see these other sports like I heard there's a sport called football or something that people are into I don't know I just this is depressing you know frustrating when when baseball's gone you know and so uh, but to be completely candid with you I didn't even really watch a whole lot or listen to many games this year I just didn't um, I've uh, you know I, I've tuned in to uh, the playoffs of course I think that's where the most viewership and listenership is uh, so I've been able to enjoy a couple of real nice victories of the Astros. And so I think tomorrow they'll probably play their you know third game. Hopefully they'll sweep the White Sox and go on. But uh, nice little payback for the 2005 World Series, I guess you could say. But um, but in any event, it's just a fun time of year. Uh, weather cools off. We have playoff baseball, World Series. I mean, it's just great. You know, so uh, very happy in a good mood. Um, but uh you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about a couple things. So first of all, I was going to tell you about some of these uh, pro- projects I have going on. Uh, first project that I want to talk about, I, I wrapped it up a while ago. Uh, somebody sent in a Game Used uh, article. 
and uh, you know, for me to cut up and everything. And so, a couple gave me these article things, and uh, one is of him, and one of as of his dad. They're apparently some like really good golfers, and uh, so they had me. Uh, the son uh, had me create two custom cards that are dual patch cards of game used golf uh, shirts that he and his dad wore with like a text on the back that talks about um, you know how you know like what they won and everything and so that's kind of fun I think those are some of my favorite customs to do uh, the family type ones which uh, is great I mean because you know they're the greatest uh, gifts that you can uh, give to like a collector I think so uh, it's fun to be able to see pictures or or look at a video of uh, some players or, or some uh, recipients, like whether they're like uh, parents or kids or whatever. It's just the grace. I remember uh, this one time, probably the wildest custom I did was of Andrew McCutcheon. And uh, the person that sent it to me, I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he is like the McCutcheon uh, super collector. So if you know... I'm a McCutcheon Super Collector, that's who it is. So I'm sorry, his name escapes me. I'm terrible with names. Uh, yeah, it's going to drive me nuts. But anyways, uh, he sent me a dreadlock of Andrew McCutcheon when he shaved his dreads off uh, for charity. And so I took this dread and I actually embedded it, along with a few other cards with some strands later down the road, uh, but I embedded it into a jumbo custom and on Twitter, uh, I think if you look up Tam and BB Fan and McCutcheon, perhaps it'll show up. But uh, when he had it signed, uh, he was able to uh, have McCutcheon look at it and tell him what it was and, and all that. It was kind of fun to see uh, McCutcheon's, uh, uh, you know, his reaction to this card. Like, whoa, there's the dreadlock of mine that's in a, in a baseball card. <laughs> And so uh, he asked, he's like, hey, you mind if I take a picture of this? And he's like, sure. So he takes my uh, card and, uh, you know, he takes a picture of it, uh, which is kind of fun, you know. So uh, my work very well might uh, might be, well, is at least was on the phone of Andrew McCutcheon. So <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a fun thing. That's why I love about these custom cards, you guys. Like uh, you can uh, create these like uh, cards that are... Uh, that are fantasy cards that maybe card companies won't necessarily touch uh, for one reason or another. Uh, you know, maybe your player isn't really uh, that important to the card companies, or maybe it's just because it's a family member, you know, and uh, uh, I think those are just the greatest things ever. So I've got one coming up that uh, I'm going to be doing a real nice jumbo patch card for a dad who has uh, a daughter that uh that plays softball and she's really something like he he posts videos of her playing she's she's pretty incredible like uh so he's gonna surprise her i think with her own custom jumbo patch card which is really cool um so you know and i think uh the uh probably gonna probably gonna like switch directions here into uh so i'm gonna kind of change a little direction here into what i was going to talk about before into you know what i'm thinking about now but uh there's a uh a uh, fun thing when you have like a father-son uh, you know connection or a father-daughter connection or a mother-son or mother-daughter uh, connection when it comes to collecting there's a fun bond 
that goes there. I've talked about this many times how, you know, dad would bring home a bunch of uh, mother's cookies cards uh, or mother's cookies bags and mom wasn't too <laughs> too thrilled with it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, just kind of a fun thing to remember opening those cookie bags to see what baseball cards in it. And growing up, I mean, man, you guys, like everybody uh, that had a product out there uh, would would uh, uh, shove a card uh, in their package. I think, for instance, there was uh, dog food. I think Ralston Perina in their dog food, I think they uh, uh, they put baseball cards in there uh, in the dog food or something like that, if I remember correctly. So this is just kind of fun, like cereal and, uh, you know, chips and everything, uh, all these products. Had. So, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I was really kind of thinking about this a lot, how... Um, you know, the, uh, how baseball cards can kind of be like a binding, like a bonding uh, experience. And so today, uh, probably is going to be a little more somber, at least for me, because, uh, it's the third anniversary of my dad passing away. And to tell you a little bit about my dad, um, man, really good man. He was a, uh, he was a, God-fearing man that had uh, faith like nobody else I've seen on the planet. Like, I am not certain that there's anybody on the planet in the history of the world that's had the kind of faith that my dad did. Like, that's that's how incredible it was. It was uh, superhuman. And, you know, the way that he expressed this is he had a lifetime of uh, pain and misery uh, through all of the physical ailments. Like he had a couple kidney transplants and uh, just had a miserable time through all of it. And yeah, my mom had a very, very difficult time as well. It was, a, it was just a very hard life that he had. And so he passed away at the age of 64. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't get too deep into it or else I'm going to start, uh, start to cry on the, on the podcast here, which that's not something that I want to do or that you want to hear. So, uh, but anyways, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Basically he was a, uh, number one, it wasn't, it wasn't expected. Uh, it was not an expected thing, uh, that he was going to pass away. Um, especially at 64. I mean, so young, but you like, he just looked like he was a lot older than he was. And that's because his body had been through so much. Um, but he was always such a positive happy uh guy that had like i said a tremendous faith in god he he would always say you know lord wherever you want for me uh i'll take it you know if uh if i need to uh you know go through all these sickness and ailments i will always be with you and all this and so uh just he left an incredible legacy um of faith and uh you know we (laughs) my mom and i we kind of joked about this you know i'm not uh not uh, going to be getting uh, an inheritance <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. We weren't ever rich or anything like that. Uh, but the legacy that he left is way, way, way more valuable to me than any amount of money uh, that could have been left to me. Um, which, you know, hey, would it have been great if they had like, uh, uh, you know, thousands of dollars, uh, you know, to go my way down the road or something? Yeah, but this, it's, it's nothing 
it's absolutely nothing compared to the the legacy that he uh, uh, left me, my wife, uh, my mom, of course, uh, my kids, and our grandkids. Uh, whenever we have grandkids, which might not be too terribly far down the road for us, you know. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, three or four years down the road, we might be grandparents, which is nuts. Um, but in any event, um, it's uh, gotten me to think, especially because I posted this on on Facebook. There's a picture of Dad and I when he was uh, in, uh, I don't know if it's the hospital or, you know, some, some sort of facility like that. And it was probably a matter of months before he passed away. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to grab uh, my box of uh, 1987 tops. And it, because that was like the first pack that I ever opened, of course. Uh, and I'm going to just uh, bring it over there and we're just going to open them together. And uh, so we uh, sat there and uh, as a family, it was literally me, my dad, Holly, Atticus, my mom. We we're all sitting there opening up wax packs of uh, 1987 tops. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny how you have like a, uh, a collectible, a hobby that kind of weaves itself into uh, the deeper uh, places of your life. And that's kind of what these baseball cards have done, you know, where, uh, you know, the, the picture of me and my dad together, uh, we're holding up uh, a couple cards that we pulled. I'm holding up the Canseco, he's holding up the Maguire. And, uh, you know, just kind of a fun, you know, fun memory. I'm, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, I always kick myself. I wish that I brought my 87 Fleer box that I had back then, you know, because that's what he, uh, uh, you know, uh, bought a pack of <laughs> years ago and uh, for $7 or something like that and struck out wildly. But, uh, but still, it was fun to be able to open up the, talk, the Tops box um, a lot of nostalgia there and uh, you know and <laughs> there's been so much stuff that's happened in the world uh, in the past three years uh, since he's been gone you know and uh, man I would love to talk to him about all these things that have happened like uh, the craziness with all the riots the pandemic the election I mean it seems almost as if there has been 30 years of events that have been packed into the past three years and really the past year and a half if you really start you know thinking about it um and uh you know i of course would also like to uh you know above everything else i would love to be able to uh have had him meet his second grandson beckett um and uh you know i, I shared this on on facebook today which is kind of fun uh, and I just think this is uh, the coolest thing. I think God allowed this to happen this way. I remember when we found out we were we were pregnant with Becca. It was a complete surprise, and <laughs> especially to me, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, wow, we're we're going to be uh, you know forty year old parents of like uh, of uh, uh, kiddo in diapers again." You know, like what's going on? And so, uh, anyways, I remember uh, Holly and I were sitting there after we after we uh, found out and we're like so should we tell anybody or what should we do because uh, we like to wait just in case you know something happens or whatever you know and uh, prefer not to have to go back and tell everybody you know something else so uh, 
We said, you know what? We're not going to tell anybody, but why don't we go over to my parents and tell them? And, you know, it could have gone either way. Like, literally, we're like, yeah, I don't know. But we did. And, uh, you know, mom and dad were so uh, ecstatic and excited. Uh, They're so happy. So dad knew before he passed that he was going to be a a grandpa again. And uh, just such such a blessing to us to know that he knew and that he was in... Uh, the same room with Becky, even though Becky hadn't been born yet. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, the sad end of that story is that, you know, dad passed away a few days later and that was the last time we all saw him together, you know? And, uh, so, you know, life, (laughs) life can hit you hard. You know, it it devastated us. We all loved him dearly. And, uh, you know, it's not one of those things where, it's like, well, he's my dad, and my mom's saying, oh, well, he's my husband. Uh, Holly loved him like a dad. Uh, Atticus was so close to him. Um, and uh, so it was, like I said, I mean, devastating is the perfect word uh, for it. But, you know, and on the lighter side of things, I just wish I could sit down and show him my baseball cards, you know? <laughs> I never really showed him uh, many of the Canseco cards or anything. I showed him the a few at some point I'm sure um but you know it just uh things have changed a lot like what I did was he uh he knew a few things uh before he passed away so he knew that I was writing a book uh and he knew that it was uh, I was at the tail end of it uh because I actually published about two and a half months after he passed away and uh you know, he also knew that I was uh, selling my Conseco collection. And uh, so, I th- in fact, I think I actually uh, sold the vast majority of it, like finished up selling, you know, enough of it to get all my money back on it. Like, I think uh, a few days after he passed away, if I remember correctly. So, you know, you hang on to those little things whenever you're like really, really uh, sad, you know. So, uh, uh, but anyways, it was, uh, it was... A very uh, sad time, but I wish I could be able to show him uh, some of these really incredible, incredible cards I've been able to pick up, like the vintage. I think he would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, the Shula Show Jackson or, you know, the Ty Cobbs or, uh, you know, Babe Ruth or something. You know, I mean, I think he would have, uh, I think he would have loved that stuff. Um, you know, but unfortunately I wasn't able to, uh, it would have been really, really cool. Uh, but you know, it's just one of those things. And so, and of course that's kind of the least of, uh, of everything. Like I really would just want to be able to talk to him again and see him again. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, we did have a, uh, uh, a lot of bonding through cards, mainly when I was growing up. You know, mainly it's when I was growing up as, as a kid. Like, he would, uh, you know, bring me packs of cards. And he even told my mom at some point that he didn't even really like baseball. <laughs> he was just uh, he was just in it to be able to get closer to me. And uh, and that, that meant a lot to me. But it, I think ultimately baseball and baseball cards won him over. Uh, but I remember when he was, uh, uh, you know, a couple thousand miles away, like, he would send me mail. 
uh, and he would for a while when we were in Kansas and he was in, in California and so like he would send a few uh, cards I, and yeah it's funny like I remember a 1989 classic pink Dennis Eckersley I think it was that he sent me it's kind of funny right you know it's just like using I wrote about this and talked about this before but uh, using baseball cards as as, uh, as memory markers, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of a that's kind of a funny one, you know, like because because like you could uh, I've got like uh, 150,000 cards that I haven't even looked through uh, yet for the most part in my garage. There very well could be uh, one of those Dennis Eckersleys, and uh, you know it's not like it's not worth anything really, you know, but like that memory. You know that memory is is uh, worth everything. You know, and uh, really kind of a kind of a crazy thing that there's that we have these like cards that are uh, have been woven into our lives. And uh, you know, speaking of which, just kind of off to a little rabbit trail. Uh, I was going through some cards last night uh, of that hundred fifty thousand. I just pulled out a pile, and uh, uh, you know, in it, I remember seeing like a. 1989 tops Carney Lansford and a 1989 tops Kirk Gibson and a 1989 Donner's Oral Hershiser. And it's like it just, you know, it was like my childhood came rushing back, you know, like, oh man, I think probably the most iconic out of all those uh, is the Kirk Gibson. And I can't stand what happened in the 88 World Series where he, uh, you know, hit the grand or the home run off of, uh, off of, uh, Dennis Eckersley uh, to win the game or whatever, but uh, but man, such an iconic looking card. I mean, it's just uh, for me at least because I, I remember that that pose so well on his A9 tops, and I probably haven't seen that card for years. And here it is; it pops up in something that was in my garage, and it's just like you know, again, nothing really, right? It's a it's a nothing card, but it's just uh, you know, kind of got me in the feels. Uh, and it's really funny also because it's like, you know, you, you spend uh, a certain amount of time looking mainly into the high end stuff. Like that's what, that's what I've been doing is, you know, getting into the pre-war stuff or only the super high end Kinseiko stuff. And, uh, you know, that's the hobby, right? So that's the hobby of baseball card collecting for me, but then you go into these cards that are almost virtually worthless and you love them. You know, like you're excited to see them and you can't take your eyes off them. That's not gonna, doesn't mean I'm gonna, you know, put a, a uh, A9 tops Kirk Gibson in a, in a top loader and, and display it in my office or anything like that by any stretch of imagination. Um, uh, or uh, what I think a lot of people tend to do is if they, feel nostalgic enough they they search out the card that they uh that they love as a kid as a psa 10 and uh and buy it like that you know that's not my style it's not really uh what i'm into but um but man i don't know maybe something like an 89 tops uh kurt gibson ends up in my 80s binder uh, perhaps you know, i'm not sure you know i don't know I'm sure there'll probably be some shuffling around and stuff but uh but gosh i mean i think that that in spite of the fact that there's so many out there, like millions of them, I think they're underappreciated and uh, I don't know if I would say necessarily undervalued, but definitely under underappreciated. 
Um, I'll see people asking what they do with their commons all the time, uh, you know, on uh, Facebook or the forums or wherever. And some people say, oh, I burn them, I throw them in the trash, you know, and, and you know, please guys, don't do that. <laughs> don't throw away your cards. Uh, you know, another thing that a lot of people do though is they will, uh, they'll go ahead and donate them, which I love that idea. I think that's great, you know, to let kids really kind of enjoy cards that they wouldn't have otherwise. You have no idea, like, how much joy that could bring somebody. Um, I actually remember I did this a couple times uh, recently. So uh, one time I remember somebody sent over a bunch of uh, newer Yankees cards. And I was like, eh, you know, I don't really care too terribly much about these guys. And uh, this kid came over and he mowed our lawn and... Uh, he said, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, he actually was trying to earn money by mowing, his lo- uh, mowing people's lawns so he could help out at a special needs camp. Like, first of all, how special is that? You know, you have a teenage boy trying to raise money by working so that he can pay to help at a special needs camp. I mean, that's just incredible to me. So... Anyways, we start talking. He comes in and he's uh, like, so, uh, you're like, uh, see, so you have a baseball hat on. You, you like baseball? He goes, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. And said, well, what are some of your favorite teams? What's your favorite team? And uh, the Yankees was one of them. I go, hey, hang on a second. Let me, uh, let me go upstairs real quick and grab you some. So I give him these, these Yankees cards. And he's like, his eyes lit up. He's like, oh, man, thanks so much. I appreciate that, sir. And. You know, he's a friend through, you know, church. We, we know his family and everything. But, uh, uh, you know, it was just uh, something that, like, literally meant nothing to me, uh, these cards. And it meant the world to him. Like, he was really pumped about it. And another kind, another time, which was really kind of a special deal where it's kind of like a pay it forward deal that, that I did was... Uh, um, Uh, I had a call uh, from a friend in high school, uh, probably about a year or two ago now. He said, you know, Tanner, listen, I just love that you're positive. I love that you uh, post all these crazy memes all day, like on Facebook. (laughs) He said, I've got a collection of baseball cards I would love for you to to have. I go, oh, okay. Well, I mean, gosh, I don't know what to say. He's like, listen, I don't care what you do with these. Just know that I think that these are supposed to go to you. Uh, you can give them away, you can sell them, you keep them, whatever, but they're just supposed to go to you. I just know it. Okay. Well, shoot. Yeah, I would love it. So he sends over a couple binders and, you know, generally speaking, a lot of it was like 80s stuff that you uh, see quite a bit of. Um, but, you know, just a, a special look into a collection of a child from the 80s and 90s. You know, even though he's like in his 40s now, you know, but uh, really kind of a neat thing to see, you know, that they were uh, categorized by team in alphabetical order and in pages. And there are some really nice cards in there. And, uh, you know, I certainly was uh, I loved being able to keep some of them for my own collection. So that way I can, uh, you know, not just have some cool cards, but have a piece of him, you know, for, in his thing, and his, uh, uh, just his kindness, you know, which is really cool. 
And so, anyways, that was kind of a neat deal uh, that I did. So, later on, what happened was, uh, I think probably, I want to say several months later, I was, uh, somebody reached out to me who was a friend of a friend and said, you know, Tanner, I know you, uh, you wrote a book, uh, you uh, love baseball, you love baseball cards, and um, <laughs> I actually read your book to, uh, to my son every night. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I think that was really neat. And uh, he said, you know, would there be a way that we could set up a, some sort of a class uh, for you to teach uh, my kid, maybe some other kids as well, uh, about baseball card history? I go, oh, okay, yeah. And so I ended up doing that like one Saturday morning where a few dads and their kids came over and I just, uh, you know, got up and talked to them about baseball card history and uh, was able to show them some cards I have that I think is uh, pretty special for them because there's not, it's not every day you get to hold 19th century baseball cards. It's not every day you get to hold an Honest Wagner or a Babe Ruth, you know, for us maybe, you know, shoot, you might have a significantly uh, better collection than I do, and you might have like all kinds of these cards already. But for me, uh, I'm trying to think of what I would do as a kid because I never had that uh, that chance, and I wanted to give these kids the knowledge of baseball card collecting and history and everything, and be able to show them and allow them to hold in their hands. And uh, <laughs> And so what I decided to do is I, I decided to give them uh, these binders of these cards. And because I knew I wasn't really going to be able to do anything with them, uh, they weren't really uh, too, they, they didn't really fit my collection. But these kids, they loved them. And who knows, maybe this makes a collector out of them for life. I don't know. Uh, but it was a, it was a great time. I probably enjoyed it more than they did, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so you never know what good you can do with even just junk wax era cards. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, there's, there's so much nostalgia that's tied to them for us, you know? And, and so for me personally, it doesn't just go back to my childhood. It's a connection with my dad, you know, and, and like I said, very special man. Uh, as I said before, today was his, uh, his third year anniversary. He passed away, and uh, you know we all miss him dearly. It's uh, uh, <laughs> can't believe it's been three years already. You know, just can't believe it's been three years. But uh, anyway, so I guess uh, you know if I had to give a couple takeaways, uh, you know, in bullet point uh, fashion of this podcast is you know to number one, cherish uh, who you have here now you know and number two if you've uh if you've lost a loved one uh you know it's uh very difficult obviously to think about and and all this but uh you know cherish the memories that you have with them and uh you know number three uh <laughs> i don't know i guess just be uh be thankful that uh you know we have a really cool hobby to be able to share this with with everybody not just with uh, those that may have passed away or uh those are older than us but those that are younger than us like our kids um you know it's a it's a great uh it's a great blessing that we have to be able to 
uh, share these things with others. And, you know, <laughs> look, I understand baseball cards are not nearly as exciting to this generation, uh, this younger generation. I get it. My son's not even into it. I mean, me, you know, like <laughs> my own son isn't into baseball cards. Uh, he's got his binder, you know, he enjoys it and stuff, but he's into all kinds of other things, you know, but there's, if there's one thing that I can count on is I can count on being able to talk to him about stuff and, uh, uh, in his hobby and he can, uh, he can appreciate it. And, you know, he appreciates it also because he has his hobbies and says, we're both hobbyists. We can, uh, uh, see where each other is coming from, you know, and, and understand each other's excitement when something uh, cool pops up or whatever. So, um, anyway, so that's, uh, you know, that's all I have for tonight. Um, as always, thank you for listening and I hope y'all have a great rest of the weekend.